The future of music. 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 The future of music podcast. Hey there, welcome back. It's the Future of Music podcast where we show you how to survive and thrive in the future of music and also technology, I guess, today as well. It's kind of like the combo, John. Uh, of course, I am Ryan Withrow, one of your hosts. I have Jonathan Boyd, my good friend here. Your background looks like phenomenally clean because it's just is white, especially compared to the chaos of yeah. what is happening in mine. I realized that like I started my background thinking it would look cool but now it just looks like i should be on the show hoarders uh at this point maybe maybe there's still foot room so maybe like i could still see carpet so i gotta wait for that but so many lights man so many lights uh it's good to yeah, see you good. and i'm excited for uh obviously this episode what we're gonna be talking about uh i was mm -hmm. just getting too excited so much that you're like would you just push record uh because <laughs> i'm just talking about what we're already gonna be talking about uh but also I'm excited, man. I'm I'm in uh, Austin, as a lot of people know. So we've got Austin City Limits Music Festival uh, coming up here. So I'm pretty pumped for the weekend to feel really old and overheat and probably not make the third day because my feet hurt and I'm too tired. What do you got going on this weekend, John? Anything exciting, fun, completely boring? What do you got? Yeah, of course, man. Just uh, house projects, renovation, you know, all the fun stuff, ripping out old cabinets, you know, stepping on nails, that kind of thing. Yeah, perfect. It's like home alone, uh, just <laughs> exactly, for right. your home. Home improvement alone uh, is is what it is. But yeah, it's good to see everybody. Good to have you listening to our voices as always. Make sure though, before we move on and we start to have the chat, that you like, you subscribe, you click the alerts, you follow us on your favorite podcast platform, and you comment because we love interacting with you guys. I, I see a lot more and more and more comments, and I'm the one replying to you. So feel special if you want, if that makes you feel special. If not, I'm sorry. Uh, but John, what do we have coming up today? What should they be excited about? Yeah, so I'm actually really excited to talk about this too. You know more about it than I do, so I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. But we have a turn of events, a plot twist in the VR landscape. So Quest 3 has now come out. So we've been talking a lot about the Apple Vision Pro. How is that going to change things? It's a huge step up from everything that we know so far in terms of VR. But now Meta introduces the Quest 3. So how is that going to change things? What's, what are the new updates? Is it just a little bit better? Is it a completely different game? How is it going to change music? We're going to talk about all that and more. But first... <laughs> now you got it now you got it all right that's good uh yeah and i think my personal goal here is to convince you to pre-order one with me so i don't feel so alone and guilty and uh pre-ordering one by myself today uh because it is a pre-order still it, it's you know for the longest time they've been talking about this thing as being released in fall that's all they've been saying fall uh, and it wasn't until recently that they put a date on it. And, you know, we do record these in advance. So like as we're recording it, we're just about to see the release when it's out. Mm -hmm. You'll probably have the release as well. So we'll put the links for you to also join in and uh, pre-order. So I feel even less bad spending that money. Uh, let me know if you if you bought it so that my my feelings can can improve uh, from there. But Quest 3. It's it's here, man. It's set for release on October 10th. And we've been talking about, obviously, Quest 2 a lot. We've had people on the show that have designed games specific to music stuff for the Quest yep. 2. But Quest 3 is here. And we've also been comparing like this big old release of Apple Vision Pro, which is like, mm -hmm. you know, the big Mac daddy of them all coming out for like $8 million a headset. Uh, but <laughs> the Quest 3 is a is a cool 500. 
So five hundred bucks. Is now it I know when I, uh, I think it's just maybe. I, I don't know. I, honestly, I could pull up the, the link here. Uh, but it's five hundred dollars on every review website. So you know that's non-marketing terms. It's five hundred. Okay. I think I Got spent it. what on the Quest Two, like three hundred, like two ninety nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the initial one, but they state that the Meta Quest Three makes various improvements to our best VR headset pick. So this is directly from CNN uh, and their review team on their tech side. Uh, But a lot of stuff happening here. Of course, for those of you worried, because I know a lot of people are concerned, you have full backwards compatibility with all the games you're already using on your Quest 2. So it'll just work beautifully on the Quest 3, even better though. But I actually... I went real nerd on this and I pulled the introduction video, the short, like one minute teaser video of the release of quest three. Again, my goal to convince you, John, to buy one with me. So let's take a look right now at what they are releasing with quest three. One minute later, four ninety nine. it's four ninety nine. That's all. But uh, not only do you look more alien-like with three eyeballs uh, on the front of it, but uh, a mm-hmm. lot going on there, right? So, you yeah. know, let's let's just do a breakdown in case people don't want to watch our faces and didn't want to watch it. Uh, obviously redesigned. It looks slightly different, if not a lot different. Uh, you can see, clearly see, like, the pass-through cameras all over the front of this Quest 3 now. Uh, it's 40% slimmer than the Quest 2, so a little more comfortable. Hopefully, hopefully it's not like sagging down on the face still better performance, uh, faster and smoother. It's high resolution now. It's clearer and sharper. I don't know if you saw in the uh, demos that they were showing a little better than like Wii sports looking, you know, still looking like PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 ish, Mm -hmm. uh, but better than the Wii. So I'll take that. Uh, But the big thing that I know we're going to talk a lot about today is the mixed reality. Uh, with color pass through full color sure. pass through, which is really big. But what are your first uh, feelings before we get into the specifics, John? Where's your Where's your heart at? Have you pre ordered yet? That's the big question. <laughs> Have not pre ordered yet. Um, that's to be determined. But honestly, I'm glad you mentioned the PlayStation because it reminds me of having a PlayStation One and then having a PlayStation Two and then having a PlayStation Three. It's an upgrade. Yes, I don't. I don't see it as a breakthrough. I see it as an addition. It's just a, a increment, right? It's a better version of the previous thing. So I think the fact that it's more expensive obviously makes sense because number one, it probably uses it's it's better, costs more to manufacture, I'm sure, but also materials are just more expensive in general. So mm-hmm. is manufacturing, labor, etc. So that's part of it. Um, I know we're going to get all into all this, but I'm really excited to talk about the business strategy behind this and what segment of the market that they can capture with this type of device versus something like Apple Vision Pro. But I know we'll get there. Uh, But yeah, first impressions is it's kind of like, should I upgrade from the iPhone 14 to a 15 or the PlayStation 2 to a PlayStation 3? That's that's kind of how it hit me. Let's be honest. It's more like the iPhone 13 to the 15, maybe. I was was thinking that. I was thinking that, but I went with the 14. Yeah, 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 yeah. These ones are not titanium coated. I'm sorry. Uh, But as far as the specific specs... Right. Uh, it, it is a slight improvement. I mean, there's only two gigs more of RAM in there, but they've got a new processor, obviously, uh, a lot more storage available, which is interesting because I have never come close to maxing out my storage on the Quest 2. And if you are, that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot of space for sure. Resolution, though, is massive. It's 2064 mm-hmm. by 2208. 
You've got more field of view as well. Um, same refresh rate, which is interesting, but mixed reality is a big part of it as well. Mm-hmm. So again, it is very similar. You, you make a good point. It is kind of like going from PS2 to PS3, but not a PS1 to a PS2. Okay. So let's put that distinction in right now. Um, but I'm excited about it. Honestly, I, I think it's fun mostly because I don't know. It's, I think I've mentioned it before. It's like when I started graphic design stuff, because I went to college for too many things. Uh, when I started graphic design courses, I started with Photoshop and then I took like Illustrator courses. Illustrator is like the Titan, like everybody uses that, but I don't like it in comparison to Photoshop because it's what I've already been doing. And I'm just like, well, I love this thing. I've already really done well with this. Let's just keep working with this. And it's my favorite in comparison. So for me, uh, I think it's one of the reasons I'm excited. Quest 2 was my first real introduction into, you know, home-based VR gaming and having fun with friends. And it almost feels like home a little bit to go into the next variation of that or the next version of that to continue playing with friends and seeing where it goes and takes off. But, you know, I'm really excited about why everybody says you should be looking into this if you're looking into it, which is all about the best standalone VR experience in gaming. Uh, at this point, mm-hmm. and the 4K visuals in mixed reality. Um, obviously, in the video, for those of you that didn't see, they have adjusted the eyes as well so that you're seeing a more clear image. They, they've started adjusting those. I know I have a few friends that try to use the Quest 2, returned it like within a day because it gave them like headaches. They couldn't figure out mm-hmm. how to get their eyes to adjust and go from there. But man, what does this mean for VR AR? I mean, we've got this. And we've got Apple Vision Pro, probably two different demographics they're going after for sure. But what are your thoughts in general now seeing this new player come in? I mean, it's an old player, but new player come into the field here. Yeah, so there's two two main points uh, that I think I'd like to speak on on this. And one is the AR capability. So that's something that wasn't really available with the Quest 2. I mean, they they technically had some pass-through and you could see some things, right? But it wasn't a functional pass-through. It wasn't designed to be on purpose to be able to use it, right? Um, I really think that that's going to unlock a whole lot of different experiences and possibilities, um, especially for things like learning instruments, right? Because mm-hmm. now see the pa- if you can see your guitar or your piano or whatever, and you can maybe play a game or something where it, it, you know, it shows you what to play. And there are already some of those that, that kind of exist, but I think this is going to kind of rip the cover off. Um, and that, that field, if you will, is going to be uh, explored and fairly saturated uh, fairly quickly, I think. As far as the the Vision Pro, I think you hit the the nail on the head with the word demographic. I do think that it's a completely different experience in terms of it's like taking your office into your face, like in, into your head. Like you can be in quote an office anywhere you want to go and use all the Mac software and all that kind of stuff. Watch videos, um, you know, do things like watch concerts and things like that. It's a it's a really it's just a very completely different approach. It's almost like if you were to buy a MacBook versus buying a generic knockoff version of a MacBook. It kind of looks like a MacBook. It, it functions, you know, it works. And not to quote, knock the, the Quest 3, it's just a different thing. It's just a, a different de- demographic for a different purpose, um, mainly for gaming. And like you said, I think with the AR capabilities, we're going to start to see some more utility, I think. But at the end of the day, it still goes back to the the idea of having this thing on your face. You call it a, a face sauna, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? I mean, how do you think the AR capability is going to change things and what are the limitations? 
MacBook versus a Mark book, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that for me, it's the same. It's similar. I think we're getting closer to um, a world where you don't really notice that it's on your face. I think they're trying their best, right? It, the fact mm-hmm. that it's 40% slimmer, it's not because they're like, we just wanted it to look stylish. Uh, no, it's because we all wear this Quest 2 and it is bulky. Like if mm-hmm. you don't, I had to buy extra like s- headsets, like the actual uh, part that goes over your head. I had to upgrade that on it because I don't know, it just kept sinking and just falling mm-hmm. because of the weight. So now I've got this thing that just looks like it's straight out of total recall uh, on the back of my head. That's like got a twist knob to tighten it into my brain. I think I lose certain brain cells every time I play, not just from playing, but from tightening it. Um, so for that reason, I can see why they did that. I think we're getting closer to a world where we're going to bring back the idea eventually of something similar to like a Google Glasses kind of thing or or something. Uh, we have to. If yeah. if it's going to become like a part of every day, like I need to be able to just like put on a pair of sunglasses and, and go about my day instead. Um, mm. So I think we're we're getting there. We're not there. And they're both in that world of having to wear something on your head, Apple Vision Pro and then the, the Quest 3. I will say that when I talk about the demo difference, I will say that you can see in this uh, video, this teaser, I see nothing, zero about like everyday living. They, it's almost <laughs> like Quest, Meta, they were all like, this is our market. Our market is people that just want to play fun games with friends in VR and have a good yep. time. Forget the rest. Like obviously Apple is the complete opposite and they're going to crush it uh, in the world of it being a part of your daily work and, and your daily mm-hmm. living. And it's just a part of like your apartment or your home that you're using to live life and not just play games. So I almost feel like they probably saw that they kind of waited around a bit to be like, I don't know that there's competing with that. We know that people use us for this. Let's just stay with this. Let's be the best one at this. So if people want to play games, they know where to go. If people want to be mm-hmm. productive in their workspace with VR, AR, They'll go there and that'll be fine. So I think that it satisfies two areas. I don't really think they're competing, honestly. Eventually, maybe no. they'll, they'll be in a competing uh, feeling, but I see them as two completely different needs that that they satisfy and two different, com- completely different demographics. I mean, when I think about Apple Vision Pro, I don't think about playing top golf. I think about, all right, how could I set up my, my desk and my environment to be really productive in the next six hours to get stuff done? So, yeah, I don't see it like shifting compared to one to another. I'm excited to see. Here's the big thing, I think. I'm excited to see that they are still innovating or trying to innovate in the space of VR. When we talked to Hoshi, remember, he was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what more can they do? Like, if, if they mm-hmm. even feel like they can do it, they would be doing it. They would be growing <laughs> this. They would be changing and we're starting to see it. We're starting to see them try to say, all right, let's try to improve this like a console. Let's release a new console, so to speak, every every two that's years on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. That's what it is. I think it's good. I, I agree. And I, I think you hit on a great point there about they're two totally different markets. And I really don't think they're competitors. I mean, there's a little overlap, of course. But when you talk about the price point and the demographic and the purpose, they're completely different. So I actually think that by coming out with the Quest 3, that's an updated version of what already existed at a similar price point, slightly more expensive, right? But I think they further cemented, Meta further cemented their status in that ballpark of the market of, mm-hmm. of being the people who are like the go-to gaming. Uh, it's a gaming console on your face. That's basically what it is. So, I mean, 
I'm really excited to see what's going to start coming out with, again, the AR side of things. And a challenge that I see for that is in order for game developers to use the AR functionality, um, I mean, this, this applies as well for VR games in general, but there are a lot more VR games and there are a lot more VR headsets. But with this specific pass-through ability that the Quest 3 has, it's going to, I think there's going to be some lag time between the developers being able to um, sustainably develop VR games or VR applications because people have to adopt the Quest 3. So there has to be that market penetration of people actually having the thing in order to even play the game. So I think we're definitely going to see some lag there. I think that, and when you look at the demo, I can't, you know, I'm excited about pass through, of course. I mean, it's mm-hmm. what I've been missing. I can't tell you how many times uh, maybe I had a little too much wine while I'm playing the quest three and I go to <laughs> like set up my boundary and I'm like, I can't even like focus on what the surroundings are. Like it's this black and white, like gray scale pass through in the quest two. That's like fuzzy and distorted mm-hmm. and I can't, sometimes I just like map right over my dog. I don't even notice the dog in there. <laughs> Uh, you know, and it's just, it's tough. So I'm excited for the fact that when I turn it on, I can actually see where I'm at. And if I go out of like my actual boundary, it's like, oh, it's my room. Okay. Let me go back in. Uh, but all they showed in the demo was somebody playing a pass through game on their tabletop. So it was somebody sitting down on a couch. They were playing like a board game on the tabletop and they weren't moving around. Uh, whereas again, when we talked to Hoshi, he was very much focused on pass through is great. If you can incorporate the room, like if you can make sure that the room is unique to the player and the setup is unique to the player, that's really exciting. But, you know, that tells me that they really are hoping to develop the pass through more, but right now it's just a pass through and it's like, just put something on the table and work on it. So it'll be interesting to see the development of it. Not now that they have it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just excited in general, but let's talk about what we, we always talk about music stuff. You know, yeah. what does this mean for, and you kind of already started mentioning it, which was the idea of learning instruments, but what else mm-hmm. does this mean for the idea of VR, AR music education or music in general? Where does your brain go there? What are you excited about? Yeah. So the thing I'm most excited about is that I think it, it completes a stepping stone that was previously missing on the road to virtual instrument education. And what I mean is with VR, you can have a VR world, right? A new world that doesn't exist in reality. That's why it's called virtual reality. But there have been several attempts and we've had some of those guests on um, to try to make music learning or music playing apps that don't involve normal instruments or traditional physical instruments. And so far, you know, they've been kind of works, not that intuitive, doesn't look that great, but they're working on it. It's the beginning, right? It's the beginning of that. And in general, uh, us humans like things to be easy. We like things to be stair step, right? You don't jump from the first level to the second level. You just take the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Quest 3 with the pastor ability now allows people to go from the step of wanting to learn music. And then the second step would be trying to learn a physical instrument, which everybody's, you know, 90% of the population has been stuck on for their whole lives. Now we can take the third step, which is let me take this physical instrument and use this path through AR functionality to show me, assist me, guide me, point me a finger somewhere, you know, uh, on the fretboard, on the keyboard, something like that. And I think that those types of applications are going to be really, really helpful for people already trying to learn a physical instrument. And also, like I said, it, it in my mind, it completes the stair to get to the next level, which is the next level was already 
VR, learning music in VR, but without traditional instruments, which is weird, clunky. They're not, it's not quite there yet. So this allows people to go from reality to real instruments to real instruments with augmented reality to finally no instrument and virtual reality. So it could, to me, it completes the ascension path, if you will. Good. Yeah. And I think too, um, again, the path through is going to be critical. Uh, it's going to be hard to develop that, but it's not impossible, right? Absolutely mm-hmm. not impossible. But making sure that there's the right environment, it's seeing what it needs to see. You know, example, right behind me right now is a far too bright orange uh, seven string guitar. And it's like, okay, just that small intricacy, right? It's a different color fretboard, different amount of strings. Like, how's how's that going to work? But it's doable. It's absolutely possible. And I think that for me, obviously, this doesn't change anything with like concerts or anything like like Apple would be able to. This is just going to be purely like play and simple games or or simple things that we can implement. Um, But I am excited about what what's possible with all the people that we've talked about already. And when you talk about Virtuoso and, and we talk about uh, Beat Saber and all of this stuff, being able to be brought into your home space instead and feeling mm-hmm. a little more like home instead of in another world or, or another reality. Uh, I think that it's going to help tremendously. I'm excited to see what happens uh, as that goes. But I'm I'm definitely going to be looking at uh, the pre-order just just to tell you. Uh, I don't know that I'll buy two. I, I have a quest mm-hmm. for me and one for my wife at this point. Uh, we play golf. We have golf dates uh, every so often. And then we play with my brother-in-law and his friend. But um, I'm also interested in compatibility with uh, previous models, right? So... Uh, mm-hmm. like Xbox now can be with, you know, your previous Xbox console and the new Xbox console, and they work simultaneously on the network and you can play against each other and with each other. I would assume that that's cooked in as well. So if I pop on the quest three, I could still play with all of my friends on quest two. Um, but we'll see. But yeah, again, I think the, the clear thing for me is this is definitely a gaming console. I think it can have clear application for education, especially in music. Uh, I think it'll actually do wonders for music education uh, as as we start to see this new uh, generation coming into music education and not liking the old school methodologies and mm-hmm. finding new ways to learn. And I'm excited to see that, again, we're putting effort and energy into further developing this thing of VR, AR and headsets in mixed reality stuff. So I'm excited for it. Um, that's That's all I got. I was hoping to convince you. I don't think I did, but I, I was trying. I was trying. Yeah, I don't think it was so much you. I think it's the uh, the trailer. You know, uh, it's whatever they show. Um, it w- it tells us that it's a gaming console, and it's kind of the next level gaming console, right? So, um, who knows? I'll let you get one first. Tell me how it is. But I'm really interested in the pass through. <laughs> I'm interested in the pass through capability. So we'll let we'll let them develop some games for that first, and then maybe I'll snag one. Yeah, that works. That works well. Uh, I will say that if you are somebody like me that's probably inevitably just going to go ahead and get one. And you have one. Uh, let us know the pros and cons, uh, things you love, things you hate uh, in the comments. And we'll bring those to the table. And then then we'll convince you, John, because I'll, I'll make sure to leave out all of the negatives purposely and only bring the positives so that I don't feel alone. And then we'll both look like aliens together uh, in separate locations, feeling at home. Uh, but next week, 
Next week, uh, I'm very excited. We have uh, somebody that I've listened to for a very long time uh, in the music space, the recording space, the Mm -hmm. mixing engineering space, who really loves to take advantage of new modern software, um, gear, everything to create music, and even has created some of the most amazing sounding music I've ever heard with guitars, but no guitars were used. So like that kind of a brain in here, predicting the future of all of this music composing and and writing and creation. So I'm excited for that. So you should be as well. Uh, links for today, by the way, are in all of the source material in the show notes, even the purchase link purchase. So I don't feel alone. Uh, make sure you like subscribe, you click the alerts and you follow us so that you see that next episode and everything else we do because we do it all the time, maybe too much, but I'm, I'm just going to keep doing it. I don't care. Uh, but in any event, we appreciate you all. We thank you all for being here and for supporting us here at the future of music podcast.